This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 61. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Chris Huffnagel. Chris is a creative freelancing dad of two that geeks out about solving problems using design and code. Chris stumbled upon WordPress seven years ago and has been freelancing ever since. Hey, Chris. Welcome. Hey, Liam and Tara. How are you? Hi. We're good. We're glad you're here. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I'm a freelancer. I live in Florida. I have uh, two kids, and I build things with WordPress, basically. Okay, so um, I love that you define yourself first about where you live and that you that you have kids. That's important information <laughs> for one's definition of oneself. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit more about um, what you do with WordPress and why you do it, how you found it, and, and what your background is. Uh, yeah, so I have kind of a uh, very varied background. Uh, I got my start into uh, website development back in high school, so way too long ago to go into, and I hated it. I had like a web design class that I was required to take, and I, I just I hated it. And I think it was more okay. the teacher and the teaching style, but okay. um, anyways, <laughs> 15 years later, that's what I'm doing as a, for a living, but uh, and in between all that, I managed restaurants and I did computer forensics for a while. And I actually taught preschool for two years and just done a lot of different things. And eventually I started making websites on the side and was making more money doing that on the weekends. And I just was like, I should freelance. And that's what I started doing. What is computer forensics? <laughs> so uh, I got into that. Um, I did a lot of government contracts where we would, um, if somebody commits a crime using a technology device, we would be finding ways to get the data off of the computer or the phone or the camera or whatever, um, even if it was deleted or they had emailed it to somebody and use that information to be able to either prosecute them or find more information on uh, the next person that needs to be, needs to be found. That's fascinating. And quite topical in the world today. Did you learn <laughs> yeah. how to do that yourself? I'm really curious about how one uh, chooses that or finds that themselves on that career path or doing that job. Uh, yeah, I'm really good at like triage and finding information very quickly and knowing what is the most important information when looking at something uh, really quick. So I used to create uh, classes around it and teach. Uh, we did a lot with NATO and so we would teach them how to like look at a phone real quickly and even if it was an operating system they haven't seen before know where to look for the information that they needed right then to be able to figure out where to go next um, just kind of just started i started working there just as like a general like manager of some of their employees and i found i was really good at okay so you're working for a company part. that did that yeah well. yes yeah okay i see yep. all right interesting interesting do you utilize those skills as a web developer any of them <laughs> I do. It's, it was all like research based and I got my start into WordPress because of them. They're, they needed a website and I was like, oh, I'll take a look. And I just kind of stumbled upon WordPress and loved that every time I Googled something, 
somebody else had the same problem and there was an answer and I kind of just taught myself along the way and kept going from there. Yeah. Interesting. Now you also have um, an affinity for design from what I've seen on on your website and, and how you describe yourself as a creative. So where does, where does that fit into the picture? You have a good mixture of code and, and, and tech with design. Is that true? Uh, yes. I just, I think, I don't know. I don't really consider myself a designer. I just have always been very minimalistic and goal focused. So I've always found that by just staying really, really focused on what the website is, the design comes out pretty good anyways. <laughs> so that's always been my, my motto is just stay, stay simple and focused. It'll look halfway decent. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, do, do you do work, you work directly for clients building websites? Uh, most of my work is for other agencies. So okay. I'll, I'll take over some of their overflow. Um, okay. That's my work that way. Yeah. I was going to say that a lot of times clients, if you're working directly with clients, uh, I find sometimes that they want things to be busy and fancy and moving and doing all that kind of stuff. And it's, it sometimes it's a challenge to talk them into that sort of clean, simple <laughs> idea. Right. So, but you do, yeah. so do you, your agencies that you work with, they're responsible for communicating that to the client? Yes. Yeah. So they, most of them come to me with a design. Um, some of them I do the design work for it as well. Um, but most of the time it's, you know, there's always a battle somewhere on how big the logo should be or <laughs> what size the font should be and all that. But you just got to pick your battles, right? So working with agencies and with your background, which sounds really interesting, I'd be curious to talk to you a little bit about what success means to you. And going back to your introduction of yourself and how you define yourself as being a parent and living in Florida, um, as your first part of your definition, how, how would you define success in terms of your personal life blended in with what you do for a living? Yeah, so I've I've always tried to combine the two because whenever I've tried to separate work and life, it kind of like that whole work-life balance thing has never really been something I was very good at. And I find that when I combine them, <laughs> I do a little bit better. Um, I work from home. My kids are home 95% of that time. Uh, my wife works from home as well, part-time for a company. And so my kids are always around and I like that my life is built that way. And I have that freedom to just take lunch for an hour and go and have lunch with the kids or make them something or get up and start the day by reading books with my kids. Or um, we travel a lot. So even with the the kids, we go all over and uh, just bring them and work from different hotels or different parks or uh, that sort of thing. So that's kind of how I've defined it. And I think I've defined it that way because it's where I am. So (laughs) then I get to say that I'm successful. Sure. Yeah. Um, But I think when, when we started to talk about having kids, that was how we wanted to build our life. Um, So we built it in that direction. And the travel aspect of that is interesting to me. You said that you travel a lot and it sounds like you travel for the sake of travel and not necessarily that you're traveling for work or you're traveling to this family function, but you take the family and go here or go there and stay. Is that stay for a period of time? Is it just a vacation or do you, you know, you go live in the Northwest for two months, you go live in the South for a month, you go up here for three weeks. Tell us a little bit about your travel. Uh, Yeah. So we do uh, in like 2013, we sold our house. It was just my wife and 
before we had kids. And we packed our Honda Civic with whatever we could fit. And we traveled for about seven months. And we just traveled up the Northeast. My family's from Boston, so we went and visited them. And her family's in Philadelphia, so we visited some of them. And uh, we both have remote positions, so we just worked along the way, got to see what we want to see. And it got more difficult as the kids came along. <laughs> uh, so we've done, yeah, my son is almost four, and we've traveled for at least two months out of the year, I believe, every year since he's been born. Consecutively, um, or just adding it up two months of travel over 12? Um, at least a month consecutively, and then we, we take a lot of little vacations. Um, which seems to, it, it's, it's tough. It's starting to get tougher. Actually, he's starting to want to be home with his stuff and his toys and you can only fit so much to bring with you. So kind of just going with the flow at this point. I don't know how much travel we'll have in the next few years, but we will certainly see. Yeah. Do you find that being in a new environment and working remotely, truly remotely, not even from your home being remote, um, does that, increase your productivity and focus? I know sometimes people say, go work somewhere else, get out of your office and get a fresh environment. So if you're traveling like that, how, how do you maintain productivity or is that a benefit of travel? Uh, I don't know that it makes me more productive, but it makes me more creative, I guess, getting out to different places. I think that it's just, just a balance and in getting into, even though it's not always the same place that the routine happens, but I kind of have the same routine throughout the day of what I do um, and when I do it. And it doesn't matter where I am, it's still the same stuff that I'm doing. Uh, okay. That, is that hard to do when you're in a new place, having the same routine? or? Uh, it's not. It's more of like I have a certain time each day that I check my emails and then I'm on Slack and available for questions uh, hey. from my clients. And then, you know, I have a certain time of the day that I do all of, if I'm doing any design work, that's when I do design work. I have a certain time that I do code. Um, and this changes. It's not like I have this on my calendar from now until uh, 2030. It's more of like a weekly thing. I just kind of, this worked really well last week, so I'll do the same thing next week. And it just that plan sort of works. Yeah, that's great. What, what would you say is your biggest challenge that you have um, in, I guess, in your work life as you have it set up right now with your children and working remotely and traveling? What's your biggest challenge? Um, I would say it's 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 still imposter syndrome. Like I've been I've been freelancing for seven years, and I still every time I submit a design or submit some code or uh, release something, I'm terrified someone's going to be like this. This is all wrong. Where did you figure this out? And I think it stems from being self-taught. Like I never yeah. went to school for this. I kind of just picked it all up and. As I'm working with bigger agencies and starting to now work with teams, which I've I've really enjoyed working with other creatives and other developers and designers, I'm afraid that one of them's gonna be like, "You're doing this all wrong," yeah. <laughs> and it all just comes crashing down. I hear you. Yeah, that's a big challenge. How do you overcome it or or deal with it if you're not overcoming it? Uh, I don't really overcome it. I just I still every single time I send a proposal or I uh, send an email, I just you wait. And you hope that uh, <laughs> that that I do actually know what I'm talking about. And I guess it's just knowing that every time that happens, it still all works out. So 
to keep believing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Something I find too is when you are um, doing any kind of mentoring or teaching that sometimes that helps you realize how much you know. Um, and I think that sometimes helps a little bit. Do you, ha what's your involvement in the WordPress community? Uh, it's, it's very little, unfortunately. And I really, I knew that there was a WordPress community of developers because I would constantly be Googling, you know, white screen of death and, you know, all those same errors that you're <laughs> Googling all the time. And, uh, so I knew that there was other people that use this platform, but I really didn't know how big it was. And then, uh, last year I met the studio press team and started doing some work with them. And, uh, they invited me to go out to WordCamp and hang out with them while I was there. And I remember walking into WordCamp and was just fascinated. I couldn't believe that all those people were there for WordPress. And I, I've been amazed ever since. And um, I've been trying to get more involved. It's just, there's not much for a uh, WordPress community around where I live. So Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you made it to, to WordCamp uh, US. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a great event. That's a great event. When you when we go back to success and your idea of success, what is the most important thing that you do every day sort of to work toward that idea of success? You guys ask tough questions, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'd say I just I keep I keep doing it. Like, I think that's the big thing is I just keep waking up and I keep doing it and keep putting stuff out there. Um, it's really, it's really easy to just wake up and not create anything, not <laughs> write any code, not make any designs. But to me, it's just to keep, keep trying. Cause the first 10th I've looked, I was just going through uh, my portfolio and looking at uh, designs I made just two years ago. And I can't believe the progress I've made since then. And just, just keep, creating that's probably <laughs> never give up yeah i think that's a that's a that's a good way to address a lot of challenges and uh and a lot of things in life is that you know, we're never going to get any better if we don't do it right yeah exactly you know even the the most talented athletes or the most gifted designers they they put in the time and the energy and they're doing it you know rare is the individual who never has thrown a football yeah. and steps up and then suddenly wins the NFL Super Bowl or something like that. So I like that. I like that approach to that. So if, if, if keeping at it, keeping going, keeping trying, keep working is, is, is the way forward. What's your favorite thing to do? You've talked about design. You've talked about development. You've talked about um, working with Studio Press uh, of late. Tell us a little bit about that. What, what's your favorite thing to do in the office, wherever that office may be? <laughs> uh, my favorite thing lately has been working with uh, other freelancers that are just getting started and helping them uh, fine-tune their process and getting their first couple of clients and uh, figuring out how much to charge. And I, I really enjoyed working with uh, other people that are starting their businesses. Um, hasn't been the most, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Where are, I wish where, I did more of it. Yeah, where, where are you doing that? And how, how did you discover this forum or wherever that's happening? Yeah, I've just been doing it through Zoom meetings, um, setting up coaching calls with different people that have just reached out to me and asked okay. questions. And so it's a service offer. you're offering through your business? Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's 
then yeah I, I really I didn't realize how much I enjoyed it until I did the first couple and then it's kind of <laughs> does that help with your imposter syndrome then um no <laughs> <laughs> oh darn <laughs> it, it almost makes it worse where they'll ask me a question and I, I feel like I should know the answer and I oh. don't. um yeah I, I wish that it did but it, it just makes it makes me feel good that I get to help other people but I don't think it solves the imposter syndrome uh, completely. <laughs> That's funny. That is that is pretty funny. Um, so you had mentioned that you're you're doing work with Studio Press. Is, does that mean you're you're using the framework? Are you working with the organization itself? And you said they invited you to attend WordCamp US. Who is the they? And uh, tell us about that relationship. That sounds interesting. Uh, so they have the themes that they release. Um, so they had reached out to me, uh, they being Rafal and Brian, and reached out to me to do some of the development for some of the themes. Um, so I've recently been doing those. We released uh, Authority and Essence, and we have some other ones in the works. And yeah. Well, that's exciting. How did how did that? relationship come about that's interesting you know thinking about a freelancer and you know, certainly studio press and brian and garner are you know not a, a half-hearted effort at running a wordpress shop right so speaking of imposter syndrome if you get an email from brian gardner saying you want to do some work uh how long did it take you to get up off the floor after you read that or <laughs> pretty much um so I've been using Genesis pretty much since I found WordPress and I kind of always just hid in my corner of the world and did my own thing. And I actually, I left a comment on Rafal's blog about something and he must have read it and started looking into me and then he reached out to me. Um, yeah, that, that was pretty much the story of it. And then we just started talking about uh, building things. We had a few other interactions, uh, a few years ago, though, design type stuff, but just kind of always putting yourself out there. I need to do more of that. Yeah, that's a great team to have experience working with, and I can understand having imposter syndrome more now that I know that you're working with the folks at Studio Press. They do great things, and Rafal is very um, highly regarded in the design world, <laughs> yeah. especially. So yeah, I've learned from him too, from his templates and things he shares. So mm -hmm. he's great about sharing resources. Yes, he is. Yeah. Let's talk about um, your uh, people who have mentored you or advice that you've received. So you say that you like mentoring other people and you're self-taught. So I imagine there are people along the way who have shepherded you and, and shown you some things as well. Have you received any advice when it comes to uh, running a business or living life or development? Any advice that you've received that's been really meaningful to you that you think about a lot? Uh, something that I saw recently and I wish I could remember where, but basically it's just a little quote that's if it's not a heck yes, it's a no. And it's been something I've been trying to do more of is saying no to some of the projects where I'm like, I, as a freelancer, you kind of want to say yes to everything because there's, especially if there's a check at the end because you have bills to pay and mouths to feed and it's really, really tough to start saying no. And just in the last year and a half, I've started to say no a little bit more. 
And I realized that that leaves the room to do the bigger things. Um, and so I, I have a whole poster with that in my living room to try and remind me because it is so hard to say no, but it, it, it's a necessary thing. Yeah, it's a process, isn't it? That learning to say no. And, and I suppose it's a building process as well to be able to, to plan ahead to the point where we can say no. It's one thing if it's us and we're willing to eat beans on toast for a few months, but, you know, little ones, they need proper nutrition and uh, fresh clothes and clean, clean, clean diapers and the like. So, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a challenge. But once you learn to say no, that's, a, that's, a, that's an empowering feeling. Tell us about that. Uh, I'm still terrible at it <laughs> and I still get myself in situations all the time where I'm they somebody tells me about a problem they're having and my immediate response is yes I can help you with that and then I go back and I start looking a little bit more and while I can help them with that I may not it may not move me forward in any way and it may move me backwards even and I try to uh, instead of saying yes or no right away, just try and understand everything involved before giving a response. It's, it's been a process and it, it's still yeah. definitely yes. Yeah. When I first heard you say that, I was actually thinking about it from the other side, which was if someone doesn't say heck yes with excitement to me, that what they really mean is no. That's how I heard it. And I was thinking, gosh, I wonder if, you know, if you're selling a pr proposal to a client or something and they're kind of not like, heck yes, um, are, are they not really for you? So I heard it that way, which probably <laughs> is not at all, that doesn't make any sense when you say it that way and when you turn it on its head like that, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I've never, <laughs> I never actually saw it that way, but that's yeah no that I mean I guess it works that way too because they're basically it's not a heck yes for them so it should be enough it's not a heck yes for both people right yeah so we're seeking out the heck yes as well as uh, from others <laughs> as well as giving it ourselves that's a yeah. high bar to meet at times <laughs> yeah very I think true. your interpretation Tara is more imposter syndrome inducing you, <laughs> you are right Sorry. I was trying to help with that now I've just made it worse but they're, they're revealing my own perhaps. <laughs> Yeah. How, how do you like living in Florida? And tell us a little bit about why you're, why you're in Florida. Uh, I, I don't love living in Florida. It's, it's too hot. It's, it's too busy. Um, I'm originally from Cape Cod, uh, Massachusetts, and it's beautiful there, but really expensive to live. So I had moved down here and I ended up meeting my wife and that's why I'm still here because her, most of her family lives here. Um, but that's, that is pretty much, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Florida. Are you North Florida, South Florida, Central Florida, Panhandle? I'm near Tampa. Tampa. All right. Yeah. I, I love all kinds of weather and I, okay. I, it can never be too hot or too humid for me. Oh yeah, it's it, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. I I absolutely love it. I don't mind it at all. Um, tell me a little bit about freelancing there. When you, are your you talked about some of your bigger clients, and I imagine those you know certainly a studio press. I'd say is a I'll call them a national agency, if you will. Um, but are you are you working? Did you historically just start working with? other freelancers or companies or agencies in and around uh, the Tampa area? Or did you, um, you know, how did that come about? 
I have actually had three clients total my entire freelance career in Florida. Um, so was that still circumstance or did you bump into them at, at the seven 11 and they heard them talking about it it just happened to be that they were, um, in, in Florida. I got my start. I put out like a, uh, I went on Elance way, way back and I got my first client through there and he actually happened to be in Florida and live like three towns over and we met and he, uh, like, oh, I want to give you a full-time position. And I was like, well, I have a job right now, but I'd like to just build your website. And so we started doing some work together and that rest. Yeah, that was about it. That's awesome. I'm going to swing towards uh, one of our signature questions here and ask you about advice. You know, we, we've talked about mentoring, we've talked about sharing, but maybe you can, you can have a think and share with us. What's been the single most valuable piece of advice that somebody has shared with you? that you have successfully implemented in your life? Hmm. It can be a personal advice. It can be professional advice, but basically something that somebody said to you, maybe struck a chord and you now live by that or you lived by it for, for a period of time and it really brought value to your life in some way. Uh, just like the heck yes thing. I wish I knew who said this or the exact wording, but I know who said it. Uh, this is by Steve jobs. And he had said that once you realize, and I'm paraphrasing here, once you realize that everybody that's creating something is just another person. Um, and you can, you can do the same thing as them. Uh, the whole world opens up and I know I'm completely butchering that <laughs> and I'm sorry, but basically that told me that when I see things, they're made by other human beings and I can teach myself to do the same thing and to not to just think that they have some special uh, thing about them that allows them to do it. I can do that too. Yeah, that's really, that's really insightful in that sense. And I'm going to loop back again because we keep going back to an imposter syndrome is, <laughs> is realizing that, you know, even a spaceship that goes to the moon, at some point, somebody just broke out the rivet gun and put the rivet and bolted the one thing exactly. onto the other. And you know, that wasn't the only bit of work that went into it. But if we, if we break the work down, if we break the process down, we break the learning down, we don't have to learn how to make an entire website. We can learn how to add content and then maybe learn mm -hmm. how to change a theme and then customize a theme and then build a theme and then and so on and so on. Yeah, I like that. I think, I think that humanizing the challenges in front of us is very helpful. Chris, you've talked about working in design and working in development. You've talked about how, as you've looked back over your design zone from two years ago, that you've, you've made great strides and gotten better at it. And I would imagine that if you looked at your code and the way that you approach things, you'd be pleased with that as well. But, but, what do, what do you what do you really prefer to do if 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 you had to and I'm going to put you on the spot with this question but if someone were to say to you look for the rest of your career you can design or you can write code you can design or you can develop um, and certainly you can talk to the other half and 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 weigh in on the arguments and the conversations but if you only could do one where would you go at least where would you go today and why. Uh, I think it would be design. I, I don't actually do as much design as I do development, but I think hmm, that's a really tough question. I've never actually thought about it because I've always just considered the two the same thing. I've always looked at them as a combined uh, skill set. I think I'm a good designer 
because I understand the code and I think I'm a good developer because I understand uh, the basics of design. And I think that the two combined have been uh, <laughs> why I've been able to do what I do. Yeah. And in your, in your development process, in your development work, you said that you work mostly with Genesis themes and are you, and you're still doing that or do you, have you looked at other things like page builders and things like that? Are you, what's your process for that? Um, I use Genesis because it's, it's really secure. It's really well built. And like a lot of the websites I built six years ago are still, still going. And I think a lot of that is just how clean the Genesis framework is and how unbloated, um, I've built stuff in just you without any sort of frameworks, without any, without WordPress, without any sort of backend and done all that. I like WordPress and I like working with Genesis because it gives uh, clients the ability to make the changes themselves without having to hire me or another developer every single time they want to adjust their phone number, or change the copy on their website. So that's why I've always worked with WordPress. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, uh, I'm not sure if we should get into this here, but what do you think about the recent change with Genesis being becoming part of uh, WP Engine? I, I think it's exciting. I think that, uh, I don't know if you can include all this, but uh, I think that it, it gives them the opportunity. Like we, as Genesis developers, we know that there's a, a very bright future for Genesis. And that's what excites me is I know that they now have a bigger team to help continue supporting it. Um, but that's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's probably a whole podcast in and of itself, but since yeah, yeah. you work with them and, and use Genesis still and have used it for so long, it's it, I'm curious to know if it will, if there will be a change there. Yeah. I'm not sure that there'll be much of a change. Just, I think the core people are still there yeah. and I think it's more of, um, yeah. 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 I think I'd agree with that. I mean, the studio press and the Genesis framework has a absolutely rock solid reputation and having the, the structure and systemization of a WP engine behind it is, is likely to lead to further and perhaps even greater success. You said it better than me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so with that, I, I, I think we are very close to running out of time and I don't want to do so without Chris thanking you for being on the show and asking you to share with us where people can find you online. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, you can go to my website. It's just chrishuffnagel.com and I hang out on Twitter, just Chris Huffnagel and same with Instagram, same username, pretty simple. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for being here and for sharing your story. Thanks, Chris. Thank we'll see you me. soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.